Are you a counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply? Then you, lovely person, are in the right place because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if this is your first time here, it's brilliant to have you on board. I hope you find it really useful. Now then, question for you. Do you know what a VA is? Well, a VA VA stands for virtual assistant, and it's basically someone that helps you to run your business. Now, there are many types of VAs around, all with different skill sets. But today, I'm delighted to say that I've got Kim Simmons with me, who is a VA who works specifically with therapists. Now, Kim started her business virtually irreplaceable in late 2020 after working with therapists in private practice as a virtual assistant herself for several years. And she's since pivoted the business into helping therapists to get online, to get their processes in place, get their systems set up. And because she's got such a lot of experience of working specifically with counsellors and therapists, She's got a really great knowledge around therapy-specific businesses. So things like confidentiality and paperwork and, you know, what it takes to run a private practice. And so basically what she does is she takes away all the headaches for you. So, you know, how cool is that? So I'm absolutely delighted that she's here today to talk about the onboarding process. We're going to explore how a smooth welcoming process can really help the therapeutic relationship by building a sense of trust for the clients and for making them feel safe. And it really helps to show that you run a professional service and you're going to finish with lots of ideas that you could try right now. So let's get started. Kim, welcome. It's really, really great to have you here. I'm really, really looking forward to talking a little bit more about systems that are going to help counsellors because it's always something that I have to I hold my hand up here. When I was still doing counselling, systems was not my strong point at all. And I know that it would have helped me enormously. So it's really great to have you here. And you know, maybe we could just get started with, you know, what often happens now. So if I was to go to counselling, what is the system that there often is when people go to counselling? What's it sort of like at the moment, do you think? Hi, I'm, thank you so much for having me. First of all, I'm really happy to be on the podcast. Yeah, so I mean, in my experience of going to therapy, when I have met with counsellors, there hasn't been any sort of like onboarding process, you know, not been sent a contract or been told how to pay or anything like that. So when I started working with therapists, that is the one thing that I, you know, started with was really getting an onboarding process for the clients. Um, and, you know, so that clients felt welcome into the practice and that it really built up that rapport straight away of like, you know, what is expected of them with regards to, you know, getting them appointments and paying and um, signing paperwork and things like that. Yeah. And I I think my own experience, sometimes when I've been to counselling, I've found that initial, those initial steps can sometimes be, I don't know, I guess a little bit disjointed where it's not necessarily 
clear what's expected. And I suppose for me as a counsellor, I can understand why we might shy away from it because we might be talking about boundaries and those are always difficult to talk about, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. And I find that that's one thing when I work with therapists as a VA, uh, which is a virtual assistant, they really love having that where there's that person in between. So you have that great therapeutic relationship, but anything that's sort of like cancellation policies and enforcing them or asking people to pay or telling people they haven't paid and they need to, there's like that, that sort of barrier between you and them. And it's kind of like, I'm the bad guy. So, um, and that, you know, and people like that. I've had a client before who said, oh, you know, my client was angry that you sent an, uh, an email about an overdue invoice, but they were angry at you and not me, even though it probably would have come from me. And that I've always stuck with that. It's like, yeah, I'm actually, it does hold that. It keeps that therapeutic relationship in place, having a VA. Um, but if, even if you don't have a VA, it's really great to have those upfront. And that's what I find. Um, and that's what I talk about a lot is putting those boundaries in place straight away, talking about them on your screening call or your intro call, whatever you call that, you know, and the welcome email, which is part of the onboarding process, you know, really clarifying to the clients what it is, um, is that's expected of them. So yeah. this is my cancellation policy. This is how you can cancel. You know, you must cancel within a certain amount of time. And yes, you can make it really, it doesn't have to be really sterile. You can make it personal. And if somebody has extenuating circumstances, that's absolutely fine. But it's just putting the boundaries in place up front so that if you do need to enforce them, it's not like a shock to people. Um, And it's not hidden away in a therapy agreement, for example. You know, it's really clear, like, this is how I expect you to pay. This is what your appointments are, things like that. Yeah. And I think the, the more clear, the better. I think the more clear that you are, the more people can just relax into the therapy. You know, there's not that sort of question mark in the back of their head of, oh, what happens with this? So, yeah, I think that the more, I, th- I think another thing is that um, there's loads of little bits and pieces that sometimes we haven't thought about. Things like invoicing or, you know, if we have documents to give to somebody when they start, do we expect them to print them off? Do we print them off and give them? I mean, what would you say about that? So um, just to talk about a specific system uh, or platform that I love, which is Signable. Signable is great for therapists in private practice because they have a pay-as-you-go system. So you only pay if you send an email. You know, if you send in some paperwork to a client, you pay. Whereas with other e-signature platforms like DocuSign, you pay a monthly fee. And I know in private practice, it can be really varied about how many clients you take on and how much paperwork you need to send. You know, you could have one one month and then you could have 20 the next month. And so the price is going to vary. So Signable is a great option because it has pay-as-you-go, but it has all the top-tier features of another e-signature platform. So you can have like multiple templates. So when you want to upload documents, you might have your contract, you might have a reduced fee agreement, you might have a release of information form. You can upload all those templates and create them first of all. And then when it comes to sending to your clients, it's just like, send it to this person, go. You know, everything is set up already for you. So you don't have to do it individually for each client. And then it's all online. So when you send the email to the client, they then can open that document, complete all the information, sign it electronically, and then it comes back to you. 
and then you both get a copy of the signed agreement. So there's no printing off, there's no scanning, there's no taking pictures on your phone and then texting it to you. And, you know, it's, it's all very clean, very easy for the client to do. And I've definitely found that get it done much quicker that way than if you're, you know, asking them to print it off because people are like, oh, I don't have a printer. Can you post it to me? You know, and a lot of therapists now, you know, are only doing online. So it's not like you can just have them, you know, to hand and give them to the client when you see them. And even if you do see people face to face, it's not the, you know, the best way to do it, then you can't read their handwriting. So yeah, I would definitely recommend an e-signature platform like Signable. And that is the definitely the one I recommend. Sounds fantastic. I'll put a link to Signable below, uh, yeah. below the recording somewhere. So, I mean, that just sounds fantastic. And I wish there'd been something like that when I was counseling, because that kind of that sounds like it takes away all those headaches because I know myself, my printer never works. It never works. That's the story of ink. Yeah, that's the story of printers, isn't it? And I can't put ink in it. That's too complicated. So, yeah, so I really struggle with anything that's to do with needing printing. So anything that takes anything that takes any steps away and takes any, you know, little blocks away and makes our life easy is great, but making the client's life easy and more more clear is well that's what it's all about really isn't it yeah definitely and I love the thought of having a welcoming process that's a, you know that you can welcome people into this into your counseling practice that you can they get a really good service right from the start and I think that that can really help with building a great therapeutic relationship can't it yeah, I think so. I mean, if you think about anything else you do, if you book any, you know, you start any, anything, you go to a new hairdresser's or you, you know, book an appointment at the dentist, you get information. Whereas I found personally, when I've been to therapy, it can be a bit overwhelming because you don't know what to expect from it. You don't know how to, you know, make the payment. They might say, oh yeah, you can just pay me, you know, I'll send you my bank details. You can pay me before the session, but there's no like, actual process for that you know to make it easy for clients and there's ways you can make it easy like sending an actual invoice using a system like paypal or stripe which gives them a link to pay anything where it makes things easy you're more likely to get what you want so you're more likely to get the paperwork signed you're more likely to get paid on time things like that so yeah i just think it's anything you can do to kind of like ease the client into it and obviously i can't talk as a therapist but yeah just to like kind of like stop it you know reduce the fear of starting therapy as much as possible and I think being upfront with this information can help them just like not worry about that and just concentrate on what it is you need to you know it is they need to discuss with you in therapy yeah and I think it's I think that's all part of something that helps people to feel um to feel more safe I suppose you know when when they're feeling very vulnerable I think having some like a really clear and simple welcome sequence you know some sort of welcome system is going to help them to feel more more safe I guess yeah no I agree I I think that it's definitely the word for it yeah 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 and I think I mean as well for me I think it's um I think it just gives that professional it's like it makes it a lot more of a professional situation rather than, I mean, I know when I was counselling, I didn't often give receipts. I didn't give invoices. It's not something I really did. And I've not often had them from counsellors that I've seen. And if I did, it was just like a little carbon, you know, the little copy books where you just write in received with thanks. It was yeah. really not very good. 
And I think if, if there's like a really nice system to follow where that, you know, where it's all laid out, I think it just looks so much more professional, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I could talk about invoicing. That could be a whole nother podcast, just talking about <laughs> invoicing in pra- private practice, like a hundred percent. But yeah, I definitely think it gives a professional, you know, look. And I do find that with therapists, you know, there's like that block. And I've, you know, listened to some of your podcasts about money mindset and things like that around what you do for a living, which is caring for people and having that, you know, therapeutic relationship, but then also realizing that you are a business. And, you know, in many of my blogs, I start off with private practice is a business. It is a business and you should look at it as a professional service that you're offering people because you're changing lives. You know, I've, I've had calls with people that are charging not much more than I would charge as an hourly rate. And I'm saying to them, I'm doing admin. I'm doing admin. I am, you know, sending somebody an email. You are literally changing someone's life and you're charging 10 pounds an hour more than me. Like that doesn't make sense. I didn't need a a four year qualification or whatever it is. You know, I don't even know how long it is to become a, a therapist, but I don't have that qualification. And yet you're not charging much more than me. And so, yeah, I think taking, taking it seriously and charging your worth and yeah, just having those processes in place to create that professional service yeah I think you make a really good a really good point there about um about being able to really look at it as a business because I know that it can feel very you know people are there's a conflict there there's a real conflict of I I do this because I want to help people but it it literally is a business and you have to you have to charge you have to look after yourself um and you're right, you know, I see people charging not very much at all. And I see, you know, I think about how much like my, um, just going on a slight aside, my hairdresser bought some swimming lessons for her son and it was half an hour swimming lesson and it was £45 for half an hour swimming lesson. And it just made me think, you know, if we look around what other people do and what other people charge and recognise the value of what we do and how important it is, it, it just it just makes a difference, does it? But anyway, I'm going off on a slight tangent there, but, <laughs> but yeah. So I wonder if you can, I mean, what sort of things would you advise that would make people feel really welcome when they first come to counselling? So... Like I talked about having like a screening call or an intro call, and that can that's like a two-way thing. Um, you know, it's making sure that they're the right fit for you as a therapist and you're the right fit for them, you know. So you don't want clients that you're not going to do your best work with, right? So just having that call and being upfront with them about your fees, which I know is hard to say to people, you know, on a face-to-face or over the phone or whatever, but you know, being upfront with your Um, fees and your availability and sort of like hashing all that out in a call first of all is a really great way to like start start things and then secondly what I would do is the well sort of like the first thing I do after that would be to send them a welcome email so in that welcome email you can confirm the date and time of their first appointment you can confirm the location so like the address or the zoom link you know if it's going to be online or how they're going to get that. So if you use like Google Calendar or, and then send them an invite, or if you use an appointment system, so just explaining that, you know, that process, this is how you will be advised of your appointments going forward. State your payment process. And if you 
create invoices, adding the invoice to that welcome email as well, just saying, this is your first, this is the invoice for your first session. I would like payment prior to the appointment, or I would like payment 48 hour, you know, whatever your payment process is. Also confirming the cancellation process too. That's really important, especially for somebody who's just, you know, starting with your practice saying that you need 48 hours notice or the full fee will be chargeable or whatever it is. It really doesn't matter. You know, I'm not here to tell people what their cancellation process should be or what their invoicing process should be, but it's definitely something that people need to think about upfront. They need to know their practice and their practice policies before being able to do an onboarding process with people, but confirming the cancellation process and then also mention about the paperwork. So Will the paperwork be sent, you know, via signable? Is there a link to the paperwork in the email? Maybe, um, you know, worst, worst case, attach it as a PDF. But that's, you know, the, not what I would suggest, but you can attach it. So just having everything in one place that's really important to the client. And that's like the key things. It's the things that are really important to the client and what they need to know before the appointment so that all that stuff's out the way and you don't need to waste any of the 50 minutes talking about that stuff. You don't need to waste the time saying, oh, have you paid me? No, okay, well, can you make sure you pay me after the session? Or just so you know, I do have a cancellation process. You know, get that all out the way before the first therapy session. So that would be my, um, you know, recommendations for what a welcome email can include. Um, also, if you talked about anything within uh, the intro call, such as, you know, journaling process or meditations or any kind of ebooks that you have that might be beneficial to people, you know, you can also add those too, but it's more about, you know, getting the relevant information to the clients out to them as soon as possible and yeah. not kind of hiding it in a therapy agreement because I mean, it doesn't matter how long your therapy agreement is and what's in it, but if it's all hidden away in there, people don't tend, I mean, I don't know how many contracts you've signed, but I don't tend to read every single word in it. So pulling the things out that are important and that would make a difference to people, you know, put that in the welcome email, make it really like clear yeah. and upfront. You're right, because you get you get like a contract and you think to yourself, well, it's scary, isn't it? And you do, you just sign it. It's just like, right, I need to sign that to, to crack on with the work. And if you don't understand about the, you know, the, the, the cancellation policy, if you then have to pay a full fee, then that has a real impact, doesn't it, on the therapeutic relationship. People might not even come back. They might feel really angry about it. So the more that you can just be really clear about what, what it actually is, then the better. Yeah. And I think that goes with, with the fact that it's a good idea, isn't it, to think in advance about what your pricing policy is, if you're going to do any reduced fees, and exactly what you offer so that you already know so there's no question marks in your own mind when it comes to sort of talking about those things. I think if we think about those things in advance, it makes the whole thing more clear. Yeah, definitely. And I do think that's something that people don't necessarily think about up front. And with the work I do with people when we do like online setups and things like that, that's one of the things I really take them through is a private practice workflow. And that's what I've named it. It's probably not the best name for counsellors because people were like, I don't know what that means. But <laughs> it's basically a workflow is just thinking about every aspect of your practice and making a decision on it. What is my fee? 
Am I going to offer a reduced fee program? How am I going to send people appointments? Do I accept payments via backs or cash? Or, you know, am I going to set up stripes? All these things that you can think about. And I've sent you the freebie link that I have, which would really be good for people. It literally just takes them through step by step all of my, like, like what I consider important things to consider in private practice upfront. And then you can create your procedures from those policies. Brilliant. And I'll put the link to that below. So anybody listening to this, if you want to go and get a copy of that, then that will be below the whatever you're listening to this on. It'll be, it'll be around it somewhere. <laughs> and and I, it's just such an important thing, isn't it? Because again, I remember when I, especially when I first started, it was just, you're just so grateful to get any client. But then if you've got somebody sat in front of you and they ask about if you, if you have like, if you charge less for certain circumstances, it can really, it can be so difficult, can't it? We all know, every counsellor listening to this knows how awkward it can be if somebody contacts you outside of their cancellation time to cancel for something like a child's been poorly. It breaks your heart, doesn't it? So I think it's so important to get something, to have it really clear in your own mind of what exactly it is that you're going to do under those in those circumstances. Yeah, and there'll definitely be always extenuating circumstances. And obviously for the past, you know, two years nearly, you know, there's been like times where people can't come because of, you know, the C word. And just <laughs> don't know if it like, if you say that word, if it like reduces like, viewings and stuff because of the c word you know that people can't you know and then what do you do because they're actually not allowed out their house so you know it's 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 just about having a standard policy but there's always circumstances around that you know you always change it but it's just having it in in the in the first place so that people are aware they could be charged even if you then decide i'm not going to charge them on this occasion or, you know, okay, well, we can reschedule it for two days time. So I'm not going to charge you because we're still, I'm still seeing you in the same week and things like that. But yeah, it's definitely good to have them in your mind anyway. And like you said, with the reduced fee, and I can talk about it in a bit with regards to a master client log, I'll talk about that. But if someone asks you about a reduced fee, like, do you know how many people are on a reduced fee? Do you know how many spots you've got available? And so you can say to people, okay, I do have a reduced fee program, but it's currently full at the moment. I could put you on the waiting list or you can pay my full fee and you can start now sort of thing. So it's just, you know, just about having that up front and knowing, so you're not charging, so that everyone's not on a reduced fee because then you're not going to meet your needs of earnings. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Talking about cancer, just about having knowing your stuff up front. And I think that's, it's such an important thing. I, I sort of say your business, your rules, because, you know, it is down to you how you run your business. And it is up to you if you want to waive a fee or if you want, you know, if you want to show a little bit more um, flexibility, if you need to, it's absolutely fine to be able to do that. But if you have something sort of set up so that you know what you're doing, you know, what what you want to be the normal way of, of running it, it just feels like you're more in control. It just feels kind of safer for you as well, especially if you're somebody who's a bit of a people pleaser, if you're somebody who just wants to be, you know, nice and, you know, let everybody come for a lower fee. That has an impact, doesn't it? So thinking about it all in advance, it it just makes such a big difference. Yeah. And that's why with regards to fees, you know, I 
was so much better that personally when I put my fees on my website because then it's very it's not as likely that people are going to come and be like oh I've seen your fee but can you pay can I pay less yeah so I mean so that I know again is probably another conversation but you know having having your fees on your website you'll get the people mostly that can afford to pay them because you know I would just personally I wouldn't see someone's fee and be like I actually don't want to pay that. I'm going to see if they'll take 20 pound less. Or, do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, it's just not, I just don't think it's in most people's um, psyche to do that. So yeah, just things like that can really help too. You know, putting thing, you know, making sure on your website that you know who you want to attract, talking to the right people, putting your fees on there can really help as well. And I know that's not really part of the onboarding process, but it kind of is all linked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What were you saying about a master client log? What's a master yeah. client log? So when I start working with therapists, I always create a master client log and it's a spreadsheet. So some people don't like spreadsheets. I know Excel is like, oh, but um, <laughs> it's a very simple spreadsheet. And basically we can have different tabs as well. So you can have an inquiry tab. And I, I love having an inquiry tab because it just, it, it helps you know how often you're getting inquiries. Because sometimes you can feel like, oh, I haven't had an inquiry for ages. But if you can look back at a spreadsheet and just be like, oh, I did get one last week. I forgot about that one. Or it just wasn't right because of X, Y, Z. And you can also have, you know, a column for where did the referral come from? And that can really help you with your marketing to know, okay, I'm getting a lot of inquiries via psychology today or something like that. So you're like, okay, I'm going to really put my effort into marketing there. Or if you're not getting any, anything from social media, it's okay, well, maybe I should well, you can have two scores of four. I guess you could either say, oh, I'm not going to bother with that or I'm going to put much more effort into that to try and get more. So it's just a way for you to be able to see, have a picture of your practice on one sheet, what's happening with regards to the inquiries. And then on another tab, you would have your current clients and that would be just like a list of your clients and it would be all the important information you need on them. So what fee are they paying? You know, when did they sign their contract? Is there a doctor involved in their care that I need to write to regularly? Who is their emergency contact? So it's all just in one place because it's all well and good having all all this paperwork. But if you really needed something in an emergency, it's just one place. You could have that open whilst you're in session with someone. So if something happens, you can click back to it or just having, you know, you can literally have whatever you want on this master client list, but that, that would be my you know, the basis of it. And then you can also have on there, like if somebody else pays their bill, like maybe you work with children or you work with, you know, young people or whatever. So it would have like the contact details for their parent who's going to pay the invoice. So yeah, it's just having those kind of things. And then you can see exactly how many clients you've got in one go. You can see what they're paying. You can see how many people you've got on a reduced fee and you have all their important information in one place. And then you can also, you know, move them off once they've you know, finished with you once you've, you know, once you finish the work and move them onto a different tab, just so you can keep a list of all your, you know, past clients. So if anyone ever comes back to you, you can have like really quick, oh yes, I remember that client. I remember what they paid. I remember how often I saw them and some brief notes about them. Yeah. So that's what a client master log is. And we ha- I have one for every client I work with. It's just, you know, really good way for you to have a- an overview of your practice at any point. That sounds amazing. Do you know, I wish I'd had something like that when I was still a counsellor. That just sounds, because the way I did it, I had all of the notes, physical work, I worked face to face. There wasn't really a lot of 
Well, there was, but there wasn't a lot of online then. But I just had an A4 plastic folder and I had the contract in there and it was all there together with their notes. And it wasn't always easy to, you know, find the stuff that you needed. You know, it's, yeah, having something like that sounds like like a fantastic thing. So is that one of the things that you help people with? Yeah, so that's, you know, if people come and do like an online setup, it's the first thing I get them to do. Well, apart from the workflow, but it's also like create their master list because obviously if we need to like set up their clients on the um, EHR system, like an electronic health register system, then we have all the information in one place. So it's a really good way to, you know, just hold the information rather than them sending me a load of paperwork, being like, oh, these are all the contracts the clients are sent. If they have sent contracts out, yeah, so it's just a good way to get all the information. But it, I've all the therapists I've worked with have found it really helpful to have those and just, you know, update their inquiries. And people have been like, I really didn't realise I got so many inquiries this month or, you know, they can see patterns as well. Like, oh, I'm not getting inquiries, but then they realise it's August. And they're like, oh, yeah, I never really get inquiries in August because I also know that people can panic a bit if they if the inquiries slow down. And I work with a lot of therapists and, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not getting many inquiries. But if you can have that thing to look at and be like, okay, it's August or it's January or December or whatever it is, and be like, okay, well, yeah, okay, I know I'm not going to get very many inquiries now. Or there might be something else going on. Um, yeah, so it's just a really good place to start just to have everything in one go- in one place. And yeah. the spreadsheets, it's, it's really simple to set up. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, it sounds like a fantastic thing to do. So, you know, for anybody that's listening to this who think that sounds like a fantastic idea, then I'll put it. What's, what is the best way to contact you? Are you which social media are you, are you on? Do you have one um, you favour? So my favourite one is Instagram. I'm really, I love Instagram and I've been trialling reels. I really love doing them. Like oh, they're really right. fun to do. But I've, I've been on a bit of a break from it this month. I'll probably hit it hard again starting in January. Um, yeah, so but I have a Facebook page. I'm on LinkedIn, so I'm kind of everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I have a blog. But yeah, so just anywhere. <laughs> Any of those is fine. I usually post sort of similar information on them. So Yeah. So yeah. how how could I find you on on um, Instagram? So I'm at Virtually Irreplaceable, which is my business name. Right. Cool. Lovely. Well, I'll share all that below. So um, if anybody wants some extra help or if anybody wants to connect with Kim, then that is the way to do it. And also I'm going to have that freebie below as well. So people can grab that as well. Well, I think that's absolutely fantastic. I think that the onboarding process is something that is, I think that a lot of people want to have one. And I think a lot of people think, yeah, definitely want to do that. But it's sometimes one of those things that goes on a to-do list, (laughs) but never actually gets done. But I think we can see the the benefits really of how much better it is for you to feel in control of your business and to have things already planned in your mind about what you're going to do. But but more than that, how much better it is for a client who's going to come to you and is going to get this professional service and is going to get well, really welcomed in and have this real clarity about what's going to happen. It's really going to help with that you know, it's really going to help to establish that therapeutic relationship, which is, which is fantastic. Is there anything else that you wanted to add or? Yeah, just um, also, it is worth putting the work in up front because a lot of the clients I've worked with have said that the client retention rate has been much higher. Clients have stayed longer and people have, you know, not disappeared off, 
you know, once you've had that initial conversation with people, if they know they've got all this up front, it kind of like gives them the, I can't really think of the right word, but you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and do it rather than just disappearing. Because then if they don't hear from you afterwards, it's very easy for them not to to just not turn up or be like, I'm just not going to, it's not right for me now. Whereas if you have all this information, it can really help them be like, okay, let's give it a go and start because you're removing all of the um, obstacles for for them. You know, you've clearly said where you're going to meet. You've clearly said the Zoom link. So there's no sort of like, oh, I forgot to send it to you. You know, if you just have that. And you also can create like templates for these as well. So you don't need to type them all up every single time you get a new client. You can create the template and kind of copy and paste and then just personalize it, you know, with the client's name, the details of the appointment, all that kind of stuff. But everything, you know, is pretty standard with regards to your policies because they're not going to change so if you have it all set up up front and you can do that with like gmail is the best one to do because you can create templates there so you can save them and you just you know click a couple of buttons and a whole page of text is then you can just fill it in rather than typing it up every single time so yeah i would definitely say that having thinking about it up front and creating as much as you can will reduce your work going forward it's not about putting more work in it's about reducing the work for you yeah absolutely and it's it's one of those things with the templates I love templates you can have templates for all sorts of emails can't you but you think about it once then you can just kind of tweak it forever after can't you and it also helps like with regards to let's say you needed to send an email to a, a client to say you know thank you for letting me know you've cancelled but you have actually cancelled within the window creating the template with nobody in mind. So there's no circumstance you're thinking about. You're just like, this is my policy and saying, okay, I, you know, I appreciate you want need to cancel, um, but my policy is this, this, this. So you will need to still make payment or I will retain the payment or whatever it is that you want to say. And obviously you can make it as nice or as, you know, um, formal as you want. But with creating the templates with nobody in mind really helps because then all you're doing is clicking a couple of buttons. Yes and sending it and you don't really need to think about it and like and worry about oh no I don't want to send this because it's already created and you know you've created it with the best intentions and all that up front and of course you can not use that template in certain circumstances but you know yes creating templates is is amazing and I would recommend you do that for everything for an inquiry emails for welcome emails for your appointments for invoices, for everything. Just create them once with nobody in mind and then it's easy to just send them yeah, yeah. when needed. Yeah. It, it, it It's true, isn't it? Because if you, if somebody cancels with, you know, outside of your time and you have to charge them, then if you know that person, and of course you do because they're your client, you're in a personal relationship with them. So then it becomes really difficult. So if, like you say, if you've already thought about it in advance, you don't have to put yourself through that, oh, how do I say this to them without them feeling, you know, whatever, because you know what they're going through, because obviously you're working with them. It really takes that personal sort of angst away. Yeah. And you, I mean, I really feel for therapists because you really are in like the worst position with that because you literally know everything that's going on in their lives and you can, you must like battle with yourself like, oh, I know you know, they're having some money problems or whatever the issue is, or they're really having struggling with this situation, but you are a business and, you know, and, you know, hairdressers or dentists or whoever it is that would still charge you for that cancellation. They don't think about that. They don't care what's going on in your life. And it's not about not caring, but it's just about 
realizing that first and foremost, you are a business. And if everybody did that, you couldn't run your business. If you didn't have that policy in place and everybody just canceled whenever they wanted, you know, you wouldn't have a business anyway. So, yeah. 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 And I, th- I think as counsellors, counsellors are generally really nice people and they don't want to put people, you know, th- they do understand what they're going through. But we've got the other side of it. I mean, what are you going through if you don't get that payment? You know, if, you, if you're if you 50 quid less down this week, what impact does that on, have on you? What impact does that have on your life? You know, we've got to take into account that there, it's not just about the impact on them. Them not turning up has an impact on on you, on you know, on on your income, and we need to be aware of that because we sometimes just constantly take it, don't we? We kind of take the fact that I'm going to be the one that has to take the hit, and I don't think that's fair. I think we need to, I think we need to look after ourselves and keep keep that balance there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also, if people did that a lot, you know, and they're not, they're a bit of a flaky client, you know, there's somebody else you could help that does actually really want to to get the help and they're not flaky. So, yeah, you kind of have to think about that. How many times am I going to let people cancel or no show? Because you, the point is you're meant to be helping people. And if people are not willing to do that or, or flaky, you know, that's going to impact you as well. Yeah. And there's all sorts of reasons why people might not not turn up or might go through this sort of being flaky. But equally, it might just be that the time's not right for them and it's better for them to just not not do the work now and come back at a time that they can. But it's not your job to, to in effect, pay for their counselling, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, that was fantastic. I'm just thinking, God, if I was still a counsellor, there'd be so much that I'd be then, I'd have been scribbling all this down and I'd be like, you know, making all these templates and I'd be making myself a nice master client log. I think that sounds like a fantastic idea. So I hope listening to this, I hope that you've got lots of ideas from this, that you can go and take away some ideas. But equally, go and check out Kim because she's got lots of blogs and things where, you know, she's got really good blogs, you know, really informative blogs where you're, you're sort of breaking everything down, which are fantastic. So go and check Kim out and see what she's got. Kim, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today. I'm sure that everybody listening is going to take away lots from today. And I really hope that maybe one day you'll come back and talk to us about one of the other subjects as well, because I know there's so many things that you can help people with. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'd love to come back and we can do a whole new one on invoicing or something. That'd be fantastic. (laughs) Thanks so much. See, I told you she was really knowledgeable about the therapy business. So today we've looked at how having a smooth welcoming process really helps that therapeutic relationship and how it's going to help to build a sense of trust for the clients and help them to feel safe whilst they're with you. But it also shows that you run a really good professional service. And as I say, hopefully you've got lots of ideas you can go and try right now. So I hope you found this really useful and that it sparked a few ideas about how to make your client onboarding process well, more welcoming and professional for them, but more simple for you as well. So why not connect with Kim on social media? You can find her mainly on LinkedIn. So just go to LinkedIn and do a search for Kimberly Simmons. And if you need a helping hand with your business, and let's face it, who doesn't? Check her out on virtual, virtuallyirreplaceable.co.uk. 
And you might be interested in the course that she runs, which is going to be coming out again in February 2022. That's all about how to use Google Workspace to streamline your business. So you can check that out on her website as well. Yeah, so cool. Go and say hi to her. And while you're at it, say hi to me. Come and say hi to me on LinkedIn as well. So it's Jane Travis. So it's Jane without a Y. Hop over and say hi. I love to hear from you. And let me know how you get on with your new onboarding system. Okay, so that's it for this week. Have a fantastic week and I look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.